Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. That would be my cue. Thank you, Producer Charlie. Thank you, Big Voice Guy, on this chilly, chilly Monday start to the week, but it's Victory Monday. And I'm thrilled that in studio, my friend Pat Miller is joining me, the Ideas Coach. Welcome. Well, thank you, Steve. Great to see you. Great to be here. Yes, we've talked before on the phone, and we used to work together at the uh, the old Ra- Radio City location, which I, I sometimes miss and sometimes I don't miss, and you, you just got a chance to kind of peruse the new uh, facilities. Uh, yeah, it's like walking into the future, <laughs> leaving is, right? like the wagon wheels of yesterday and walking into a spaceship. This place is beautiful. It is very cool, and we're, if you don't know where we're at, we're on the 3rd Street Market Hall on the west side on Wisconsin Avenue, the area now called the Avenue, formerly uh, Grand Avenue. I don't know if you're old enough to remember that, but I am. Uh, it was here when I got here, but yes, the new update and all <laughs> these restaurants, I'm absolutely salivating. So we're going to do a lot of things this hour. you got some technology stuff. You're certainly a small business guy, but i, I got to ask you, because I know you're a Bears fan. Oh, no. So <laughs> I've been I've been chiding Bears fans, and I've, I've certainly <sighs> watched my, my, my two adult daughters are raising their families in Illinois, so I know that that dynamic is, is uh, both interesting and sometimes filled with tension. As a Bears fan, yeah. watching the... Just the slaughter of the Cowboys yesterday in, in AT&T Stadium. What would you think? Well, here's the first thing. We can agree on how much fun it is to watch the Cowboys lose. Yes, Wasn't that spectacular? That. Unless you're a Cowboys fan, everybody loves that. Oh, gosh, that was fantastic. But as a Bears fan, not only did the Lions win, yes. then the Packers go in and they absolutely boat race them. Yep. So it was not a good day no. to be a Bears fan. But I didn't. I wasn't as upset as I expected to be. Why? I don't. I didn't know until I reflected on it because I thought... I hate the Packers with the passion of a thousand suns. I never want to see that. I don't want to see them win a coin flip. I don't want to see them win like a pie eating contest. Win nothing and I'll be happy. But they won yesterday unexpectedly in the playoffs. And I'm like, why isn't this bothering me more? And then I thought, I cannot hate Jordan Love yet. No. I don't hate him yet. And I hated Aaron Rodgers. Hated him. All through or at the end? Oh, no. I hated him from day one. Well, he did own the Bears. Let's be honest. He owned us. And if he's good at anything, he might be a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he is a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame troll and villain. Oh, yeah. He's really good at that. He fits that role perfectly. And and he's still sort of playing with the Jets, although he hasn't really played much. So I'm just going to ask you one more Bears question, then we're going to move on (laughs) to some other stuff. So when you see the Bears try to fumble their way or whatever it is that's happening in Chicago right now, stadium, Justin Fields. Are you confident that they've put the team together? Because I know you're you're big on preparation, planning, all that stuff in your your work with small business. Are you confident that they're on the right path? All right. So if I said I was confident, I'm not really a Bears fan (laughs) because no Bears fan is ever confident. We're doing what we know how to do, which is to build a good defense. Okay, fine. So the defense is good. But you're not going to win anything if you don't have the quarterback. And here's what I was thinking about the quarterback, because I knew you would ask me about Justin Fields. Justin Fields is like eating candy for dinner. Candy's great, but it ain't dinner. And he does really spectacular stuff, but it's not what it's going to take to win it all, I don't think. So I love the guy. But he's I not think the he's, guy, then. I, I love him, and I hope he proves to be the guy. Mm. And some Bears fans think he's the guy, and maybe he is the guy, and maybe he'll develop to be the guy. But when you got the number 1 overall pick, and it's like you can maybe get a quarterback who is the guy, you got to think about it. So I'm torn. I love J- uh, Justin, but... Uh, it is a mess, and I have no confidence, and I'm just resigned to the fact we're going to continue to lose everything forever 
Bears. So I will take the fact that you don't hate Jordan Love as a positive. Yeah, I figure that because he's a, a lot better than any of us hoped he would be. So we're very frustrated and very sad about that. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Packers fan hoping that Bears fans are miserable, we are. But it's not as miserable as when Aaron did it because he was such a villain and we hated him so much. <laughs> that voice you're hearing is Pat Miller, Bears fan, also the ideas coach and an expert on small business. I want to spend a couple segments. We'll take a break here, but I want to spend a couple segments talking about small business. Sure. From a lot of different angles, you are someone that's highly tuned into that world, that experience. And I know this. There's a lot of small business in Wisconsin. A lot more than you might even realize. Uh-huh. And there are challenges and opportunities. And you are great at both. And we're going to walk through some of that stuff with Pat Miller right here on WTMJ Now. The Ideas Coach. Pat Miller joining us in the studio on this chilly Monday. Hope it's warm where you are. It's probably... Not, because <laughs> most of our listeners are around the state, northern, northern Illinois. Um, I want to talk about small business, because a lot of people, maybe they do, maybe they don't realize that this state is a lot of small business people. Absolutely. Doing all kinds of amazing things. But I want to talk about starting a small business, because it's always that idea, that little nugget in people said, I can do, I can do, I can sell this service or this thing. So in 2024, what's that climate like? What are, are things people should be thinking about when it comes to that stuff? It's a great question, because... Everyone that has knowledge or the ability to provide a service, they could start a small business. Literally anyone can do it. But I used to work here. I wasn't a small business guy, and I left to go start my own uh, own small business. So the first thing that I wish I would have known, I wish I would have known, is that it doesn't matter what you do for a living, you're in the sales business. Period, point blank, the end. Because when you're a small business owner, you eat what you kill. And if you don't want to go sell, go work for somebody else. And not everybody likes to sell. If you don't want to do that, please, I'm begging you, go get a job someplace. But if you want to make your dream a reality, that's the first thing you got to do. You got to be comfortable with the idea that I'm going to go ask someone for money. Is it more than just a good idea about a product or a service? This has to be more than that, right? You just talk about being a seller. Beyond that piece, what's the next piece? You got to build relationships. So it's not just the people you're selling, it's your reputation. You also have to build a product that exceeds the value that you charge for it. And beyond that, you have to be able to sell enough of that thing to lead the lifestyle for you and your family. Because when you go out and you build your own business, nobody understands. Your family doesn't understand. Your friends don't understand. Nobody gets it. And here's the worst part. Not only do they not get it, they don't care. Nobody cares. If all of a sudden uh, Q1 happens for a Fortune 500 company, it's on the front page of everywhere. If a small business in New Berlin goes under, nobody cares except for you and your banker and your house you used to have. So it's a incredibly high stakes. And if you don't want to sell and if you don't want to go out and, and lead a really misunderstood life, it's tough to be a small business owner. How do you manage expectations? Because we all, we all have these dreams, right? I think each and every one of us, whether we've done it or not, has said, I could, I could sell this thing. I could sell this idea. I could, I could do this, but we don't all do it. How do you manage those expectations? Because we all think we can. Yeah, we think we can. And then we get out there and have to start converting that idea into food on the table. And it's, it's really tough to do. So the first thing I tell people is, no matter what it is that you want to do, you got to specialize it. You don't want to be something for all your car care needs. You want to be the brakes guy. Because when you can specialize what you do, you can be remembered for what you do. Oh, I know Steve. He's the brakes guy, not Steve's the general mechanic. And it's not only that. You can be referred. Hey, I need a brakes guy. Who do you got? Steve. 
So you have to get on the mental shopping list for anyone that you meet and any of the one that you want to sell. And that becomes you got to become painfully focused to be able to do that. Yeah, I was going to say focus or having a very unique mm-hmm. thing that you do. That that has to be the, the messaging there if you want to be noticed. Yeah, absolutely. And most people get tripped up. Let's say I'm a personal trainer. I want to go out and start my own personal training business. I want to leave the big gym, start my own thing. Well, I want to train everybody. I don't want to cut off any opportunity. Exactly the wrong way to do it. I'm for women after they give birth to feel like themselves again. That's the only thing that I do. I'm for senior citizens after they have a heart attack. I'm for recovering athletes when they blow their knee out. I'm the guy or gal that does this. Pat Miller joining us on WTMG now. Is it harder, the same, different, starting a small business in Wisconsin versus other places? You know, I don't know because I've only started my thing here. But inside the Idea Collective Small Business Community, we have members from all around the country. What they tell me is that they are blown away by the support and the resources that we have here, specifically in Milwaukee and in Wisconsin. What are some of those resources? There are startup groups. There, There's a terrific score group uh, for the free support from retired executives. Uh, there's the Idea Collective, if I can pat myself on the back. Yes. And then we have a culture that leads to collaboration over competition. When you get around, there are pods of small business owners in this group, in this market, that are willing to help one another. That isn't always true in other places. How helpful is the state of Wisconsin? Uh, I have not experienced a ton of it, but I haven't really asked because I'm just getting started. But I know that the politicians, I believe the politicians when they say they want small business to win, and we see grants we see uh, support from the governor. We see the uh, WEDC doing what they do. We see MMAC doing what they do. So I-, I think the ecosystem is healthy, and there's plenty of support. So somebody asked this question to me the other day, and I, I didn't have a great answer for it, and I knew you were coming on on mm-hmm. this program. Cold weather presents challenges for business, yeah. large and small. Does it present unique challenges for small business if they have actually – locations not website stuff because weather doesn't matter manage uh, matter on the on the internet yeah but if you have a location a physical location how does a small business person or persons react to that challenge weather challenge you remember how dynamic and fragile being a small business owner is because to your example if we have a location and you're my employee and your car won't start either you go in and open the store yourself or you don't make any money that day there is no fallback. You are your own thing. So if you're at home, if you're a financial advisor or you're an accountant starting your own firm out of your basement and a tree freezes and falls over and you lose power, you're out of business for the day. Like there's no fallback. So the fragility of being a small business owner and the risk that you take when I see this cold weather and I see things happening like that, it really reminds you how fragile everything is. Since we're talking about challenges, give me some of the other risks or challenges for newer small businesses. Number one, the grim reaper of small business is cash flow. When you start, if you don't have a hardwired way to get to enough money at the end of the month, you're going out of business. And then the second one that few people talk about, and I didn't know was such a big deal until I lived it, it's imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is where you tell yourself in your head, who am I? to go offer this service? Who am I to go charge this much, to put myself on the radio as someone that likes to know something about small business? If you can't beat back imposter syndrome and you have no one around you, you're going out of business. Forget it. I don't know if you have the number or not, but is, is there a percentage or a number of small businesses that, that 
typically don't make it yeah. a year or two years? Like, what would that be? It's brutal. The two stats that I know off the top of my head, 50% of small business won't make it to year five. Over 90% won't make it to year 10. That's Those are the statistics. And that's why I firmly believe you need a community around you. Because a community around you can give you the answers that you need and can help you beat back imposter syndrome. Because either one of those, you make one mistake and you could lose it all. You talk about financial challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a technology piece to this? Hmm. I mean, and, every business is different, but I would imagine technology plays a role. And it's starting to play more of a role. So, yes, it does, one. And two, AI is coming, which is going to help a lot of small business owners with the repetitive tasks and the things that they're outsourcing right now. I'll give you an example. This morning, I did an hour-long web show. YouTube, LinkedIn, blah, blah, blah. The editing for that, I don't need to outsource anymore because I'm using AI and some other technology to take the long form and cut it down into snippets. I used to pay someone to do that. I don't have to pay someone to do that any longer. And that's just like a thumbnail example. But every feature of your business is going to get AI assisted, speed everything up and drive down your cost. So is it safe to say that technology is making it easier to be a successful small business person? It is making it easier. It's also overwhelming us with choice. It's increasing the competition. There are people that don't know anything about what you do that are entering the market because it's easier to enter the market. And the only defense that you have is your specificity to be exactly for these people to deliver more value than anyone else and to make sure that you're running it in a way that you have cash reserves and you have what it takes inside to keep going because if you lose your confidence, you're toast. Could you, in today's world, mm-hmm. today's environment, open a one-of store, hard location, physical location, with no technology, except the stuff you absolutely have to have, like a cash register, mm-hmm. and succeed? It depends on what it is. Like, it, it, you're saying, like, I'm going to be uh, a soccer goods store, and I'm going to have soccer balls yeah, and, and, right. and jerseys and that kind of stuff. Traditional store. Yeah, you could be a traditional store, but if you're smart, you're going to have an online presence. That your physical store is just the showroom for your digital footprint. So you can't, well, I'll ask you, can you have a store of any sorts mm-hmm. without having the online presence anymore? Or is that just a dumb idea? I, I would imagine you could. I wouldn't recommend it. But I also am not a retailer myself, so I don't want to say you can't. But obviously, you could have a much bigger opportunity if you add your showroom for the digital footprint. He is Pat Miller, Ideas Coach, small business expert. If you have a question for Pat, 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ. Talking tax line. We'll take a break here. Lots more to get to, including some technology. We're just talking about technology. He tuned me on to something, turned me on to something that I had not even heard of. That is a pretty interesting idea that I think could really catch fire, and I have not heard of this before, but it's a, it's a way to interact with a device without apps for the most part. Pat Miller, my guest, will continue the conversation after this on WTMJ. Hanging out with Pat Miller, ideas coach, small business expert. He's also a technology guy, and I, I, he brought this idea to me. I had not heard of this, Pat. It's called the Rabbits. So tell people about this thing, because I had not heard anything about this. Well, not a lot of people have, including myself, because (laughs) it's so brand new. It was just at the CES show in Las Vegas. Electronic show in Las Vegas. I was there once about 15 years ago. Did you go to the show much or to the Vegas part much? I did both. I was there more for the Vegas part, but <laughs> yeah, I happen to have access to the the, the show, so it, it was amazing and it's pretty cool. All the all the you know the applications and all the demonstrations. Some of the stuff is so far out there. Some is just 
stuff like this. Yeah. Something that, that's new, but it actually changed people's lives. And again, it's called the Rabbit. It doesn't look like it has a very high price tag. No. But describe this thing for people. All right. We'll set it up in two ways. I want you to picture your phone. Get your phone out, and you want to drive to WTMJ Studios, and you need directions. You get the phone, you press Waze, you put in the address, it tells you where to go. Then I want you to picture the interaction with Siri or Alexa. Hey, Siri, do the thing. And it just does it. What this device is doing, it's a mobile device. It's not a phone, but it's a mobile computer that you just talk to like Siri, but it has all of the app-style functionality that a phone does without having the apps and that's the innovation. It's an AI-powered interface, an, an AI-powered operating system that you literally just talk to, and it does all the stuff that a mobile phone would do would do without having to download the apps. Yeah, they call it a pocket companion, I guess, and it's got a little sort of a rabbit head on it. And the, the site I'm looking at, 199 bucks. Yeah. No sus- subscription required. Uh, apparently, these things are selling out like crazy. I like this app, this, I was going to say application, but I like this technology because I think this could be something we all have friends, neighbors, family who are challenged by technology. Yeah. They stumble over the apps, you know, you know, software, all, all the crazy things that happen when you ever, you have technology involved in a conversation. Mm-hmm. This seems to cut right through all of that and is basically speaking and listening back. Yeah, and it's going to work, too, because how many times have you talked to Siri and it doesn't do what you want it to do? It never does. It's the worst Apple product there is. I don't even know how Apple still has Siri on the market. It's terrible. It never works. But this, supposedly, not only does it work with you, because it's AI-powered, it learns from you. So it gets to the point where you just say, you know what? I'd like a pizza. It knows where to order from. It places the order. It knows what you want, and it just shows up. So it's using a technology that we see built into social media platforms, mm-hmm. television viewing platforms. Like for my, for me, YouTube TV knows what I like. When I turn the TV on Sunday morning, it knows I'm going to watch CBS Sunday morning. I watch it every Sunday. Yeah. It knows in the afternoon on Sunday. Chances are I want to see what football games, and it will highlight those. This is the same sort of thing. Yeah, and it learns from other people like you, people that like the Packers and like this sort of thing. They might be interested in this, and it takes all of the friction away. That's what I think is, to me, being like thinking about how this is working in general, it takes the friction away. You don't have to download ways and then... Put make an account and then tell ways where you want to go. You just say, "Hey, I'm going to be with Steve at WTMJ. Give me directions," and it does. I love this because it's it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Now that's a small. Was that a small business? I don't know if it was a small business, but it was certainly a business idea that no one idea that someone sort of thought of. Yeah, and then transformed. When you see stuff like this, this is the stuff that gets me excited because I want to have a closed circuit conversation to every entrepreneur and small business owner that's listening. Use this example and put it through your own filter. Think about your business and all the stuff that you take for granted. Apple never thought that apps were a problem until someone points out, look at what a pain in the butt it is to download all these apps. And then Apple goes, oh, I get it. Now there's a new product. So when you think about your own product, how do you present your product or service to someone that has friction that you never thought was friction before? And if all of that went away, it would be so much easier to consume. Somebody asked on the text line, well, if it's such a great idea, why didn't the, the big the big boys do it? Yeah, that's every story ever. Maybe they ever. haven't thought of it. I don't, I don't know. But think about all the great innovations. Most of the great innovations weren't done by the big guys. And you know why Apple doesn't want to get rid of the apps? I just thought about this. The App Store makes them a fortune. Why would they want to get rid of the apps? They love the apps. They built the phone. Everybody else puts all the R&D into making the apps. And then Apple, I think it's like 40% of the cut of all the apps 
that's what they make on it. So they don't want to get rid of the apps. This like crushes their iPhone model. It's called the Rabbits, and I just I just searched it, and um, it, it's an interesting technology because again, it's not expensive. No, it seems rather simple to to use. I know that a lot of these sites I'm looking at say it's already sold out, so apparently it's catching on. So that's one of those products to watch. Anything else you you saw in the in the world of technology that that captured your attention that's the big one some of the ai tools that are out there right now are getting so scary the thing that i heard recently there's a piece of software called synthesia and it basically takes a picture of you records your voice and then i can type in and you will perform whatever i want forever <laughs> so i could have steve scafidi reading my menu for the restaurant or i could have you doing whatever it is that i want you to do because it will animate your voice and your video wow. to whatever i tell it to say which is opening up radical ideas especially for solopreneurs about all the ways that you can expand your product and improve your service uh, texter asked uh, biggest challenge for small business in wisconsin capital Always capital and finding the right people. You got to have enough money to pay yourself at the end of the month. You have to have enough money to keep on feeding the machine and you got to be able to find the right people and then train the right people and compete with the other people that want to hire your people away because people say, I can't find anybody good. Well, what if you're not a good employer? What if the reason why you can't find anybody is that other people treat their people better? Do you know examples of like one, one man shows, one woman shows mm -hmm. and I, that's got to be challenging, I would think, to run a one-person operation. It is, and frankly, that's why my community exists, because you have to have people around you. But it is incredibly tough. You're the janitor. You're the product development. You're the salesperson. You're the uh, you're the repairman. You're everything. Like this morning, doing my show this morning, my computer crashed. I don't have IT on standby. I don't have anyone to come in and fix it. My show was 15 minutes late getting on the air this morning because all my stuff broke. <laughs> That's the biggest challenge. You go into business as a solopreneur to be a photographer, but then you have to be the maintenance man or the salesperson or whatever, the delivery person, whatever it might be. And that's one of those things that a lot of folks don't think about before they make the leap. Another one that came in, a question that came in is, um, what if you see a product or service you know or you think I can do that better. Yeah. Is that a good strategy for jumping into the small business world? It, it could be, provided you can prove your credibility that you can do it better, that you can do it better and get other people to say that you can do it better. You've got social proof to say, wow, Steve is good at this and he's better than the other existing markets. And if you're going into a market that already exists, the market leader could always say, oh, well, I'll just crush you on price. Boop, bring the price down and then you're really up a creek. So there are a lot of things to go into an existing market. But here's the thing. If someone's got the guts to go start their own business, I got their back and everybody else should as well. Because if we want this economy to go crazy, we want to empower dreamers and entrepreneurs to take that risk. And it's a really lonely lifestyle and they deserve to be supported. Another another question I didn't even think of is, is the small business world, like a lot of other sectors, moving into cashless? Hmm. Good question. Like I say, I'm not a retailer, so I don't know, but I do have someone that's in my community that is a payment processor, and she's killing it. So, yes, it's probably going that way, and that's what we observe when we go everywhere as well, is like, hey, that we're a cashless thing. Uh, so, yeah, use cards. He is Pat Miller, the Ideas Coach, small business expert. If you have a question, 855-616-1620. That is the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. I've got a few other things I want to run by, Mr. Pat Miller, after this on WTMJ Now. Pat Miller is my guest this hour on WTMJ Now. Thanks for tuning in, however you find us over the air, online podcast. Don't forget our Decision Wisconsin podcast, available at WTMJ.com. I'm going to be talking to a lot of thought leaders, newsmakers, 
hopefully candidates, just experts on this entire nutty year that's going to be 2024, my my opinion, uh, of national politics in the great country we live in. Um, and that is something that I work on twice a week. I put uh, together two new podcasts. So Pat Miller and I, my guest today, were talking about the fact that you were in Iowa you participated in the caucuses once. So I've never been, I've been to Iowa, but I've never participated in the caucuses. Walk us through that experience, because that's happening today in Iowa. Yeah, today's the day, and folks are descending upon churches and gymnasiums all across Iowa to go do their political thing. And when you look at it from the outside, it's wild, because they're doing something that doesn't happen in real life. Right. This is make-believe, and the reason why, the reason why it's make-believe is I can't think of another time or another place in our culture where you walk up to someone and talk about your political opinion and argue with them. That doesn't happen out loud in public to people you don't know anymore. So all of these people descend, and then they decide, okay, who am I going to back? And the actual process is, you'd think it would be like all polished and stuff? No. No, 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 no. It's just regular people. It's just regular people that show up, and the experience that we had was, we went to, I think it was a high school gymnasium, and, all right, all the people that are for this person over here, all the people for this person over here, and, like, you break up your yeah, little groups. Like a, like a cattle call in different directions. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk about the platforms, right? Because, ultimately, there's kind of a Hunger Games thing going on here. <laughs> that people go to the caucus, and they're electing representatives to the state convention where they formally make their nomination for their party. So when we went there... You know, we all got broken up into people. We argued about what that person was supporting. And then at the end, they just they count noses and then they determine how many people are coming as delegates out of that group to the state convention. I know you're not a political guy, so to speak, but um, just a, a general thought about what you think about that process. It, it seems antiquated and unreal. It's absolutely antiquated. It is unreal, but it was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really glad that I did it. I, I got to say, it was like one of the best things, maybe the best thing about living in Des Moines the whole time. I, the Iowa Cubs were in Des Moines. That was better. Oh, yeah, but yeah. outside of the Iowa Cubs, the caucus was a cool experience. I'm glad I got to do it. My thing, whole thing with this caucus, again, not a fan of the idea, but I'm not a big fan of having Iowa kind of decide where the race is going at the beginning of the... Yeah. That seems like they should be down the road a little bit. Well, they, they've but got, I, nothing against Iowa. They've got undue influence, but in they a do. way... That's the little state, and we're a republic, so they get to cast their vote, and the rest of us can ignore it if we want. So right. good for them. Little political content, sort of, from Pat Miller. We're going to take another break, <laughs> quick break here. New Year's resolutions for small business, yeah. or just New, New Year resolution. Your, your thoughts from the Ideas Coach right here on WTMJ Now. My guest this hour has been uh, Pat Miller, Ideas Coach. Uh, if folks want to... Here's some of your wisdom on small business. Where do they find you? Uh, easy. Smallbusinesscommunity.com. And if you're a small business owner out there doing it all by yourself, our tagline is, it's your dream, don't grow it alone. We've got an online community ready for you at smallbusinesscommunity.com. And I love the fact that you came in because you and I have been talking back and forth. And I've had you on the show a couple of times, but you're, you have a lot of wisdom in a lot of areas. You, you used to work for uh, WTMJ. Mm -hmm. What was your last title? Director of Marketing and Innovation. Yeah, we did a lot of fun stuff at the early part of my radio career, and it's great to kind of revisit all of that so since it's a new year sort of what, what, what day is it now it's the 15th, yeah, 15th. Right? already halfway through january unbelievable let's talk a little bit about new year's resolutions in the sense of small business and things that people should be thinking about yeah i think this applies to almost everyone because we're halfway through the month and the stats show 33 percent of us are going to give up on our new year's resolution by the end of the month and the reason why that happens i'm convinced why that happens is that people think about the goal and they don't establish the system instead of the goal 
And the example that I like to use for it is last year, my son, who's 17, challenged me to do a fitness challenge called the 75 Hard. You heard of 75 Hard I before? I have not, no. It's an outrageous, it's really a mental health challenge and a willpower challenge. It challenges, challenges you to do two 45-minute workouts every day. No, wow. One of them has to be outside, rain or shine. Here's the big one. No booze. Right? I'm out. Right? No booze. Two workouts a day. Diet plan. You got to read every day. You got to drink a gallon of water every day. This extreme wellness plan. And you think going into it, oh, this is a weight loss challenge. No. It's a system. And it teaches you how to make goals come true. So the reason why I'm explaining this is whatever your goal is, if you don't install a system behind it, you're never going to make it. And that helped me get fitter. So as you think about what you're you're trying, well, you know, I'm a good looking dude. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Whatever your goal is, if you can establish a system behind it, like each day I'm going to do this, you're never thinking. It's just automatic. And when you check off those things every day, everything gets a lot easier. So do you still do some of this stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The water intake is way up. Yeah, that's a big thing. Way up. The workouts are definitely there. Uh, I did have a beer or two during the game yesterday. I just got it. You had to. to. Oh, believe me, I'm a bear fan. I had to have a few. Yeah. Kidding? Drowning your misery is is the term. Yeah. What's cool about it, though, is it unlocks and makes everything so much easier. Because then you're not saying... My resolution is to lose 20 pounds. You're going after your goals every single day. And when you break a big goal down into a little system that you can follow, everything gets easier. So I advise this for my small business clients to figure out what they want to do and put them into those daily steps. And don't worry about the outcome. Because if you work out twice a day and drink a gallon of water and avoid booze, you're going to lose weight. Right? You don't have to worry about what the goal is. So whatever it is you want, systematize it. Systems over goals, it's the way to go. And not to say that one workout a day or less booze isn't a good option as well. 100%. 100%. You're going to be taking steps in the right direction. But if you rely on just your willpower, you're going to lose. Because if your willpower was good enough, you would have done it by now. Uh, one of the texters says, love the show, love the approach to the topic. Uh, recently retired as a very successful retail executive. Despite the growth of AI, I'm now building my voiceover business with a vengeance as I cannot emotionally express words or speak the way I'm basically saying AI can't speak the way right. he does. Right. Uh, AI is simply a technological process. People make the difference. People that's do. That's always the case, right? I, I, I think that's the case. People make the difference. And for that uh, texter and for everyone else, here's the only way to lose with AI. The only way to lose is to ignore it. How can he take his talents and skills and serve a thousand clients at once, not 10? Because he's escalating his uh, deliverables because he's technologically assisted. So someone like that that's using something very personal and very human, yes, AI could be a threat, but it could also be an opportunity. And that's what I want people to think about. I'm just throwing this at you because mm-hmm. it just came to my head. What's the biggest mental hurdle, not the cash flow, all the, the biggest mental hurdle of someone saying, I want to be a small business person? Am I good enough? And can I do it? That is the thing. If you yeah, think... I thought you were going Stuart Smalley on well, this for a second. It's exactly that. <laughs> it's 100% that. Yeah. If you think you can't, you can't. If you think you can, you can. And if you think too small, you'll never make it. You have to be committed to your vision and every day take as big of a jump as you can. And you're going to end up where you want to go. But if you tell yourself you can't do it... You're dead meat. Go get a job for somebody else because they'd be happy to have you. I love the honesty. I love the perspective on a lot of issues. We, we were all over all the over. gamut today. Pat Miller, you'll be back. We'll talk again down the road. I'd love it. Thanks, Steve. I and, appreciate it. And the it. best in 2024 if I don't see you in, in the near future.